0: Goodbye to AI, no bots on Better Buddies. And welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host RJ. With us this week, it's James. Hello. Our Better Buddies icebreaker this week: What's something you find yourself disliking more and more as you get older? Hmm. Mm. Hmm.
1: Honestly, this is gonna sound very stuck up. Um,
0: I promise it's probably better than my answer.
1: I'm gonna say like social obligations that go past like nine o'clock. Ooh. <laughs> I I know this. This is me being very like. I just want to stay home with a book, but like genuinely, like I, you know. So you know, in high school, it wasn't like I had the greatest routine, but like I was pretty locked into something because yes, you also had so like, many
0: social obligations in high school.
1: Well, I had like, I mean, I had like the like plays and sports and like, um, you know, like work and like all that different stuff. You know what I mean? And then all the like any other things that go with those, like fair. And that that was that was fine. That that was fine. Um, that's like what it was for. But uh, heaven forbid
0: you returned any of our texts.
1: Heaven forbid I return any. Yes, I was, I uh, I was conceited. I'm still conceited, but I have grown a conscience. You at least reply nowadays. Um, yeah, you can't. So anyone who's listening, you can do it. You can grow a conscience. It's, it does work. You just gotta you gotta nurture it. um But then in college, like you know, kind of loosed from any normal strictures, like. I just kind of went free for all um and i yeah like staying up until all hours at night doing all this shit and it's fun and i i still do that occasionally but i find myself like winding down and even going like wanting to go like back further than high school like there are times where i just want to be like nine or ten again and have my mom like make me go to bed at like 7 30 or 8 o'clock you know what i mean and it's also like it's nice i'm developing routines now where it's like i have stuff that i actually like want to do the next you know day You can just go
0: to bed whenever you want right
1: i know i know but it's like it's like uh you know it, and i know you don't have to go out and do things but it's like if you're kind of like this age it feels like a waste to like not exercise it to a certain extent right so it's like i still want to do these things like i like going out with people i like doing all that stuff it's just like it's getting to the point where it's like man like i have other things like i have a life now that's just outside of like waiting waiting to like go out again which is like a state i was kind of in for a while you know so it's like it's difficult to navigate i like doing it i'm just like I'm just, I can feel myself getting to a place where it's like, man, like, I do just want to stay in and just kind of hang out, so.
0: But, yeah. You're still doing better than my answer.
1: Okay, what's your answer?
0: Kids these days. Stupid-ass kids these days.
1: You're disliking the children. Stupid-ass children. No
0: sense of responsibility or uh, no sense of their own environment, their impact upon it, which I... As much as it's something that I find myself disliking more and more as I get older, is the, like, ah, kids these days are a grumpy old man. It's like, I'm also keeping in mind at the same time that, like, okay, generation before me said the same thing about us, and the generation before them said the same thing about them, and I just, like, you check historical records, and literally every generation after the first one has been kids these days. So it's like... I, well, I, I don't, I can't be too grumpy about kids these days, but at the same time, I'm really hoping it's just like the whole pandemic impact that they don't seem to give a shit about the state they leave things in.
1: Uh, and are you talking, here you go, are, are we talking about college kids? High school to college. Or are we talking about, okay.
0: Like, I saw some uh, articles the other day too, where it's like, oh, restaurants and malls are imposing more uh curfews and adult supervision requirements on teenagers because teenagers will just come to their stores and destroy shit like yeah Chick-fil-A i mean is imposing yeah. you need to have a parent like an 18 year old with these 14 year olds because they will just come into the store and harass workers and throw stuff around and leave a mess
1: yeah. And I wouldn't like, I wouldn't, I don't necessarily excuse those actions like at all, but it's like being a teenager is like hard. And I don't, I, I'm not trying to give like too much sympathy, but it's like, it's a really awkward stage of life. Like, you're kind of a lot of things at once for the first time in a way where you're like fully cognizant of it. And it's like very overwhelming. Um, and like, I think there's not really like, a way that's been developed yet to truly like reach these kids and Uh, to sort of like
0: counterpoint we were both teenagers and I don't recall any restaurants we destroyed loud? yeah, maybe nuisance? probably destroyed or left messes? no
1: that's fair we weren't like knocking shit over or there were definitely kids like our age who would do that Um,
0: which is again that's
1: like yeah that's like not a good outlet um at all uh but again like i i would say like to be fair as well dude like we were kind of like
0: fucking dorks
1: yeah a novelist (laughs) 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 fucking dorks is a better it's another way to put it for sure i still remember Um, there was
0: one so like when i was doing my eagle scout project uh Mm -hmm. the guy for my first project i tried to do i ended up having to scrap it but the guy i was working with uh he kept forgetting how old i was because i knew how to answer a phone politely functionally is what he meant really he was like like just the way i would talk with him on the phone he'd forget i was like 16 and thought i was like 18
1: wow look at you no i mean but that is something like i don't know like because
0: we were fucking dorks
1: yeah we learned how to speak nice with the older folks because that's how you get in man that's how you schmooze
0: that's where the power no i mean
1: that's where the power is we're not dorks we're psychopaths (laughs) we're we're learning we're learning exactly how to apply, apply correct yeah we're bateman's Tonality and uh uh, and poise you know to get exactly what we want from those old fogies
0: answer the questions in class and then when the teacher says no i'm not going to answer any requests for last minute uh scholarship letters they'll do it Mm -hmm. anyway
1: yeah exactly brilliant use that emotional leverage who cares no but i mean like yeah i think uh that's fair i mean i do I, i can definitely understand like You look at uh, some of the shit that kids have to deal with today and some of the shit that kids do. And it is a little disturbing because they are. Like, we were exposed to a lot of stuff. They're exposed to just by principle, like, so much more. Um, So much more.
0: Are they, though? And
1: I think so. Like, Mm. I really do. I don't know dude like I guess to be fair we did grow up in the era where you could find like you could literally just legitimately find like porn on YouTube which you still kind of can but it's like we were in like a wild west era of our own um and I guess they're going through their own I think every generation has to it's just like how they navigate it it just seems scary to the one that like maybe it seems like scary to the one that came right after them or it came right before them because it's like the, for us that process of like having to navigate that is like very fresh. So we like see people going through it and simultaneously it's unnerving because it's something very new. And at the same time it feels very scarily familiar because it's like something relatively speaking, we just kind of finished or just kind of did. So I
0: think, part of it too for me is the like committing to things which oh talk about talk about something i'm disliking more and more as i get older and it's not mm-hmm. the generation after us it's our current generation y'all fucks need to learn how to use a fucking calendar i yeah nor, don't, yeah it's safe <laughs> i, I in, okay. it worked in high school and college right mm-hmm. where you could just be like yeah, i don't know what i'm doing in a week or like oh yeah we got this weekly thing but like uh, it's not on my calendar uh, whatever. Yeah. It's like, no. I have my calendar set with my we- weekly and bi weekly stuff in there. Every fucking, like, literally set to repeat until the end of time or until I delete it. And I could plan out my entire fucking calendar for the next three months if I really wanted to of everything I'm doing. So don't look at me and say, oh, I don't know if I'm available or not. You should know. You should know if you're free.
1: Yeah. you. I mean, the thing is, too, is I, I agree. I agree. I actually, I partially use what? my phone calendar, but I also have, like, a, a calendar that I have with my desk that I will use. Um, Even
0: if you just don't want to do the thing, that's fine. You don't have yeah. to. But it should not be a, like, last minute, like, oh, sorry, I had this thing to come up. I don't know about
1: Yeah, it's just like, I mean, I get it sometimes because the problem is is like if you have to, you know, like sometimes during my week, I'm trying to set up like calls. This isn't even for work. You know what I mean? So it's like it's not even if I have to set up a call for work. Like sometimes I'm setting up a call with like three to four, sometimes like five people on different days during the week. You know what I mean? So it's like and if somebody shifts like it. You like forget like what you have doing this day, and you're like, yeah, sure, I can pencil you in. And then you realize, like, oh fuck, that doesn't work. Like, I have to call this person, then talk to this person, and blah blah blah. So it's like, I get like if you're managing a lot and things like slip through the cracks, but I also think like I have like as I've found myself doing that more and more, I have like forced myself to like really focus in on like when do i have this thing that's going on like do i know for a fact that i'm not gonna like be able to do this like blah 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 and the thing is too i think you're right in being indignant where it's like if you're like a 26 year old like you should know your weekly schedule like you should probably know what's going on in your life at at least the next week in advance right like bare, bare minimum right like you should know like, this isn't even counting maybe any, any you know, plans for trips in the future or other life events, like, that you have, you know, on the horizon. Like, you should know at least, like, a week in advance, like, yes, I could probably do this, you also, know? Also,
0: along these same veins, just rsvp to shit. Because I, that's, I think, one of the things that's become annoying. And I think it's come up, like, a, once or twice, maybe three times in the last year, where it's like, okay... There is an event happening, and the host has been like, oh, here are all the people invited, and a handful of people will RSVP, and then it becomes like, okay, Mm -hmm. so I have to plan for everybody I invited, because half of them didn't tell me if they're coming or not. So I have to plan that they're going to show up.
1: Yeah, but how are are these RSVPs going out? Are they going out through a group message? Are they going out... Uh, on Facebook or Instagram, like, group are message. they going, like, group message? Okay. Yeah, yeah, then you should.
0: Like, it would take 30 seconds to say, no, I can't make it.
1: Yeah, or like, you can even do polls in Messenger, can't you? Or, yep. you, you, I remember, yeah, you can do that. So it's like, you should at least be able to answer. And, um, here's the thing, too, is like, this is going to sound really bad, and I don't necessarily believe this, but I think there's something essential to it that is true, where it's like, like if you are invited to a party and you do not RSVP, um, and you show up to that party anyway, like uh, especially if you were prompted to RSVP,
0: it's rude. Like in a way that's goes simple, against, uh, being a gentleman and any form of courtesy. However, yeah, and lucky you, the courtesy and custom for hosting dictates that you prepare for extra
1: yeah but if those preparations run out like you you forfeit by not R- RSvping it's kind of like kind of and i mean this very loosely kind of like the idea behind like if you don't vote you don't really get to complain it's like if you don't rsvp like i don't think you get to complain like if they run out they don't have your favorite chips or whatever like you had literally Every the simplest yeah, and the simplest and easiest stake possible. Like to just simply say yes, I am I want to come to this party. It's not even like RSVP is like yes technically saying like I'm going to be here. But at its barest, it's just saying I would like to come. Like it's just giving somebody the rough idea this is at least how many people like are probably going to come and it gives them a sense of like okay well this is what it's going to be and like if you can't even do that like i don't know man that reminds me of like shopping cart test stuff where it's like just just do it and i'm i'm guilty of this like i've done this before um so it's like i get it i get like being like oh fuck it like i'll just show up but at the same time it's just like basic basic protocol just it's so easy it's like it's almost more effort to ignore it consistently than it is to just do it one time
0: yeah oh, and you're also putting a financial burden on someone else if it's like oh i'm hosting a party and buying the like a dinner party or something and i'm prepping a dinner like a four people can make a big difference in the amount of food you have to make
1: yeah, also, like, dude, if it, okay, I was thinking of this more in terms of, like, a college-type party where people are, like, coming, Like, if it's a dinner party, like, dude, if you don't RSVP, like, I
0: well, do Let me, I let don't me throw it by you, then, just to get your take on it. Okay. Where would you put right, a 4th of July celebration where there's going to be food? Oh. The host is going to prep, like, a main course of, like, he's going to do burgers and stuff on the grill or whatever, and then is not required, but encouraging people to, like, hey feel free to bring like a side or dessert or something along those lines.
1: Mhm. Okay. So what I would say is this. I I the the issue with the 4th of July party is the fact that it's a holiday and it's it's almost expected that people may be going to more than one. So like the idea that somebody would RSVP to multiple that like I can understand why that would be sort of like scary and they might just like loosely tell you like hey like we're thinking of stopping by um however so i do think it's partially incumbent is that a right word to use there it's it's it behooves or whatever it's incumbent upon the host to anticipate this and it's a holiday celebration so the idea that there will be a lot of food and drinks is sort of like built in to the party itself so it's like you should not host a fourth of july party or any holiday get together if you are not ready to put in like a significant amount of work however however um <clears throat> i think it's fully like well within the rights of the host to be practical to be smart to admit like hey i can't do all of this on my own um and they either get friends or they just say like Listen, this is as much food as I can make, um, my uh, uh, you know, myself, and like they can. I think it's totally fair to put on an invitation or whatever. Now, like, hey, like bring your own beer. You should. Some people should bring some one food. More, blah, blah, uh, blah,
0: one know? more twist to throw at you that may or may not okay. be a real life event. I was a part of. Um, of course, a group of about t- ten to twelve people get invited. Okay. Total of. Like, four people are there, including host, day of. hmm With, like, two other people that said they couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. And actually, I say four. There were three people. Host, two, and then two people that showed up and said, yes, they'd be there. Two more people that said, no, they wouldn't make it. And then you have another, like, six or seven people that just never answered.
1: And uh, So, so... Fewer people than who said we're going to be there were there. Essentially, is no. is what you're telling me. Or the, more the exact people. number of
0: people who said they'd be there were there. Okay. But then nobody else. Uh, two people said they would not be there, and did not. But show they up. were there. Okay. They they followed through with what they said. They were they RSVP'd correctly, and then like six or seven people just no response. Shit.
1: So it was only like three people or something. Yeah. At the party. Yep. Well more food and beer and stuff for you i guess i mean but
0: i went home again but
1: (laughs) that does yeah because that's like the other thing too is like um and this is the hardest thing is like if it's tough like throwing a holiday party is tough because like there is already people have places that they go right they go to family parties they go to Friends who have already hosted before, they might even try and host their own and get people from around the neighborhood. They might be going on vacation or something, you know. So it's like, like especially a Fourth of July one, which is like dead, almost dead center of vacation season. I would still say, personally, I would still say like, um, it's it's still proper to RSVP. It's a little lax if you don't do it. Uh, for, like, a a holiday party, but still, like, if you're intending on being there, you should make it known. And I think for, like, a 4th of July thing, like, this is because I'm, you know... Uh, you're defending yourself? Mm, partially, but I, well, what I'm going to say is, like, I was, I'm partially defending my uh, drinking habits from uh. scrutiny. But, like, I would usually bring, like, at least a six pack yeah. of something, you know what I mean? Like, and that's partially for me. Like, so it's like, at least like, you know, I'll have something to drink and this is something I can drink guilt free. Cause I'm not taking from somebody else, you know, um, uh, at least partially guilt free. But yeah, so it's like, I don't know, like get into the habit of bringing your own stuff. Like if, if you have disposable income, if you're driving by any gas station in the world, you can at least pick up like chips and a soda or like a beer if it's that kind of event something you know like i don't know if like past the age of 24 or 25 there's really any reason for you to go to like kind of a sit down gathering party empty-handed unless it was like basically specified like like That you're either bringing something specific or you don't need to.
0: Also, you're at the age where you can fucking RSVP.
1: You are. So, make those plans, people. Be, be you know, commit. It's tough. And to be fair, I get it. Like, we live in a... if it
0: changes, just say so. Just say so.
1: People feel so bad, though. They feel so bad that they... brought Because an RSVP feels like... It's like a promise, you know, and it's like by rescinding it you're basically saying like yeah sorry like you're not important enough for me to like be here you know what I mean? like it's like it's like but I, I I agree where it's like it's better for you to at least just like if because something comes up people or saying, whatever where are
0: you what happened cause like yeah, if, you exactly. don't R- if you don't change your RSVP and you're like oh no sorry I can't go anymore then you get to the day of and they're like hey where are you and then what are you gonna tell them Oh, I just... Oh, yeah, sorry. I just decided not to. After you said you'd be there and the day of rolled around. That's pretty lame. Like, what's worse, thinking ahead to inform them or, like, after the fact, being like, oh, yeah, sorry about that.
1: That's true. That's... It's... It's about being considerate. It's a level of consideration that is warranted. And again, like, up to a certain age, I think it's fine... Because most people uh, like especially in their, you know, in the early to kind of mid ish twenties, like kind of, they don't have I won't say they don't have the social intelligence or the experience, but it's like they may have been too transient. Like they they they're they're probably very used to very fluid environments and social dynamics and like they're not maybe used to anybody really caring about whether or not they're going to be there or at least like feeling like it even matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so like I understand it to a degree, but I also think like past a certain point, like you just, you have to start doing it. You just have to, cause it's just the kind it's kind to do. And it's like, it's not bad to like, um, Kind of stick to something like that is a good test too you know like it's kind of the classic uh i feel like it's a classic like sitcom or like saturday morning cartoon type plot where it's like i said i was gonna go to this party but then this super cool person is having a party what am i supposed to do you know it's like and it's like it is one yeah. of those things where it's like if you do wind up in that situation like yeah like you should go to i think like what you said first. Like, and then who knows? Maybe you'll get to go to the other one, but it's sort of like, uh like, it's good to be able to commit to stuff. You don't always have to be fluid. That's not, it works sometimes and you should maintain flexibility, but...
0: Even the transient Romani plan, fucking calendars.
1: This is true. I'm sure that they, they have... They, they got a whole cycle they have to you know what i mean so if they, they gotta know you can do it yeah exactly bums. i don't know if that's exactly what we're gonna go with like if even the Romani can do it <laughs> even those dirty homo people well that's not what i said it, let's you can you watch that. kids <laughs> no they're very hey and uh yeah never mind i can't i can't go into that but yeah Oops. um uh,
0: so I've got a story from yesterday. Let's hear. I, uh... Let's hear the story. I was nearly attacked by a deer.
1: Like, uh, accidentally or genuinely?
0: It is the wildest thing in my life experience. So I was driving on the highway yesterday. It is, like, 930... Like, 920 at night. So it's dark. Okay. Yeah. And I'm driving in the middle lane. And a deer comes running... From the left side. And I am like just a little bit ahead. I must have been, I must have been like just passing the car on the left side as it hit the deer. Like okay. I'm next to this car, deer runs out, car to my left hits the deer, deer flies up over my hood and into the other lane.
1: Holy shit. Well, I
0: am just, I, muscles taut, don't move, nothing happens to me. I'm golden. I hear the shatter of, like, plastic on the other person's car. And I watch as the... Like, I literally, like... The deer head turned to look at me from, like, the passenger side of the front window as it fell. Oh, (laughs) my God. Not a scratch, not a dent, not a nothing on my car. The wildest thing is that if I had a nickel for every time this has happened... I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice.
1: You're getting a lot of deer rebounds, it sounds like
0: <laughs> it happened to me yesterday and it happened to me in November of 2019.
1: So wait, I want to be very clear. So the deer the deer hit this person's car and it rolled off and and also bounced off yours, nope. basically? It didn't touch or my car. What? Oh wow. Like
0: it so- the car next to me. Deer runs out uh-huh. the road. Car next to me hits the deer with the front right of their car, which knocks the deer up and over my car.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay.
0: The first time it happened to me back in 2019, I talked about it on the podcast. Cause that was like a week or two after the podcast, like the week or week after the podcast started. Um. Uh, back then I got a single drop of blood on my windshield this time there Ooh. might have been like a thin line maybe there was a little bit of splatter on my hood but it was hard to tell mixed with all the bugs
1: we're uh, we're completing some cycles here it sounds like it sounds like uh... I, I almost
0: feel like it am in final destination for like hitting a deer you know <laughs> like I've avoided it twice now when is the deer god gonna strike me down
1: uh, maybe the deer god just it likes you, and he's like trying to show his appreciation and love, but he doesn't know how. You know,
0: I. I he's guess. like one day,
1: one day I'll get it. A... I mean, I do like the idea of a of a final destination movie, but instead of people, it is just deer. And it's just all <laughs> the ways that a deer can die. <laughs> um, Somebody's
0: out at like a cafe, and the person acc- like that's sitting in the booth. Like, so they're sitting in the booth, and the booth one forward, guy has the paper, but he puts it down when his meal arrives, and behind where the paper was, you can see a deer. (laughs) Just sitting in the third (laughs) booth, watching.
1: And just waiting.
0: The waitress walks over with the the thing of coffee, and the deer just waves a hoof. (laughs) Like, no, no.
1: Not yet. Uh...
0: He goes to the movies, and when he gets up... Just as he's leaving, there's a pair of shed antlers in the row behind him.
1: A spooky. Spooky. I think we should hire. Now that Hollywood's in flames, they'll probably take any movie idea. You oh, know yeah. I mean? And that's pre-existing IP. They'd love that. So. We're going to. Oh, we're going
0: to scab. We're going <laughs> to We're gonna join the Writers Guild of America. Oh, or not joined, RJ, I don't.
1: Then. Don't even fucking get me started on those strikes. I will go. I will I will I will I'm not I won't be upset, but I'll I have a lot to say about those. I for or against. Um
0: I I, I want one word. For or against.
1: Against. I don't Ooh. think they fucking deserve it. I don't Interesting. think so. Most of TV has been garbage. Most of movies are like I mean, okay, I shouldn't say that. Like there's good stuff here and there, but like most of movies is like, like you got these like big, like franchise epics, which are, which are impressive at a certain level, but it's like past a certain point. Like these writers are not doing their job. They're not, they've phoned it in and the industry speaks to it. Like if I do not believe that, uh, they deserve, um, what they're asking for. And to be fair, I'm a complete outsider in the industry. I have, like, no part in it. So there could be shit going on that I don't know about, and that's fair. However, from what I have seen, like, I've seen their protest signs, and those convinced me enough. A writer, Like, a writer's protest sign should be amazing, but... <laughs> I have seen none that are even close to good. And what they are... do you want
0: from them, like a full paragraph
1: per sign? No. Yeah, I want a novel. here's the manuscript I wanted to be made. Yeah, like, that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> they just write their manuscript on their protest sign. That would be funny. They just have a That's series of protest idea. signs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how they're going to get their piece right and that, that's how the scabs do it actually it's <laughs> they pretend to be striking but they're really just trying to get excerpts of their script read um no i just like i i don't have sympathy I, I don't i've seen the quality of late night i've seen the quality of most network tv i've seen the quality of other streaming stuff it's not good and you know. Like, they, the people who are, like, uh, I don't mean to be callous, and it could happen to me, I'm not going to say it can't, but, like, the people, these writers who are, like, our jobs are going to be replaced by AI. Like, if you're actually afraid of your job being replaced by an artificial intelligence. Does
0: this mean you're not better than the robot?
1: Yeah, you should really, really, really think about that. Which, you should really think Counter, about it
0: counterpoint against that though i can kind of yeah. see where they're coming from just because i uh, a while but so podcast i listen to nadpod not another D podcast they will do dungeon court because they're their DD podcast they'll have dungeon court where people write in um cases about like hey this happened at my table what was the right thing to do who who was in the wrong and one of the episodes mm-hmm. they had they talked about ai and how a dm had started using an AI generator to generate content for their Dungeons and Dragons game to the extent that they were giving their players, oh, the D- the AI wants you to say this. The AI wants your character to say this line, so say it. Um, okay. But as they were discussing the case, one of the uh, hosts, Jake from Jake and Amir, Jake Hurwitz, a, yeah. one of the College Humor originals, uh, I don't know about original, but College Humor alums, Yeah. Um, he and Caldwell Tanner, another college humor affiliate, were discussing AI and its use and how apparently Jake and Amir had done an AI written episode. And mm-hmm. uh, Jake was like, yeah, it was it was actually pretty pretty like pretty average episode for us in terms of like the quality. And the Caldwell was like, yeah, because it took 500 your scripts and shat out the average! so like on the one hand it's never going to be as good as like actual authentic effort on the other if you get x amount of here's the input give us the output considering how long the flash tv show was on I'm surprised season 9 wasn't written by AI
1: well and that's the thing too is like okay so for like certain like okay I love Jake and Amira I love college humor like Those guys are brilliant and they deserve like far, not just them. They're, they're actually, they're amazing. They're some of the best, like quote unquote, like internet or just general, like comedic voices that we have within our like cohort. Um, it's just like relatively kind of young people. Um, but like,
0: you know, they're a decade. The thing thing is, is
1: yeah, I know they're, I think they're like yeah, they gotta be like 40 by now or something like that, but mid thirties. Really? Yeah. Still, that then I would say that they're around like our uh, not quite our generation, but like, you know, like in that in that vein, they influenced like what they did had influence on like ours. Um, and like. Uh, I will say that their episodes like do follow a very similar formula um, and they're v- it's very sort of like it would be easy to take an average of them and sort of like, yeah, feed that into an A.I. Uh, writer and have it create those episodes but the problem is is like i I think i've said this before like i don't it's not like an ai couldn't write anything good it's just like it won't be able to write something that a human being can write because it's not a human being like it just it it can write a good script for a computer but it can't write like that would be like saying well, could you put okay let's reverse and it here's
0: my, e- here's my reason why I think we're getting close first okay because I was reading an article uh, maybe two months ago where about how one of the things that was stopping AI in particular like chat GPT and those kinds of things were the the primary indicator that people were using of like oh yeah but it's it's not equivalent to human writing was AI couldn't write poetry like. They could not get the AI to write poems, yeah, and in the latest iteration of something like it maybe it's ChatGPT GPT or one of those ones it's just the only name I know, it started to be able to write simple poems,
1: yeah, but it's like there's a difference between like um like being able to write something, like simply putting the words in order and like creating something there's a big difference between those things like you can put all the bricks together in the shape of a house and it could look like a house and work like a house but it like i'm trying to think of a way to phrase this because it's like it's simply the fact that it's not like i'm not saying that an ai can't write something good i'm not saying that an ai can't even like write something that maybe in some way surpasses See, what a human being can do but it's like it won't be able to write like a human being because it is not one fundamentally I, it's not one
0: i keep going back to the uh I, robot scene with will smith where he's talking to the robot and he's like can a robot paint a painting or compose a symphony and the robot just looks him in the eye and says can you
1: yeah but that's the thing is that there are like there are like like James, I think you're just Ask- mad that the robots are gonna win. <laughs> no, asking an AI to like, let me think here. Basically, asking an AI or saying like, yeah, like they can write all this stuff. It's like, yeah, human beings can do math. We can we can do simple math. We can do these like calculations, and we we can like have all this stuff going on. But we'll never be able to do it at that level because we're not like that's not what we are like fundamentally. Like, that's not what we, like, do. I'm not saying that writing or art is, but I'm saying that, like, we'll never be able to, we might be able to do math as well or better than some computer programs. This is true. But, like, fundamentally, like, we will not be able to do it like them because we are not them. Like, there is no, uh, there is no argument about, like, like can it make a, a masterpiece like can it make uh, write a symphony or paint a painting absolutely but can it do it like a human being can no and that's the fundamental what's distinction. The difference? the difference is like so small but there's an infinite gap in it it's it's the fact that like a human being did it that's really it's like asking what's the difference between me writing a story and you writing a story like, there's no. Are you saying I'm real... an AI?
0: Is this how no. I'm being told? Is this how I'm ex- news ex- yeah. being broken?
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, RJ. We're going to have to. Somebody come in and shut him down. He's, he's talking.
0: 0100111001001.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck. Well, all right. Bye, everyone. Thank you for iteration number 384 of the Better Buddies podcast. We're going to have to come back here when the. Uh...
0: Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, it's James
1: well he's we're gonna have to take this offline anyone if you're (laughs) listening to this you've officially (laughs) been put on a list sorry i i do i'm sorry i do want to read this this is an exchange uh between an interviewer and a writer that i found uh on this uh on this forum that i go on Uh, how Um, how
0: long is it because we're it's running a little close on time
1: It's it's it'll take me like thirty seconds to read. It's just a short exchange. So the interviewer's name is Shapiro. The writer's name is Simon. They're talking about uh, Shapiro is talking to Simon about AI um, and what it has to do with writing, especially writing TV. Um, Shapiro. Okay, so you spent your career writing, uh, creating television without AI, and I can imagine today you're thinking boy, I wish I had that tool to solve those thorny problems. Simon, what? Shapiro, or, you know, saying something like, Simon, you imagine that? Shapiro, like, you know, boy, if it had existed, it would have screwed me over. Simon says, I don't think AI can remotely challenge what writers do at a fundamentally creative level. Shapiro says, but, you know, if you're trying to transition from scene five to scene six, and you're stuck with that transition. You could imagine plugging that portion of the script into an AI and say, you know, give me 10 ideas for how to transition this. And Simon says, I'd rather put a gun in my mouth.
0: <laughs> Damn.
1: Like the point is, is that with like writing for some people, like I use AI in my day-to-day work. Like I do. I do. I, I use it for like my my marketing job. Oh, really? But like i I don't use it to create what I would call the core creative text of a brand I would and I would never do that. I would even use it to suggest ideas because like the true like like asking asking a writer if they're gonna use like an AI program to help feed them ideas for their story or for any piece of writing that means something to them is, like, asking Michael Jordan, like, hey, do you want this stepladder so you can, like, dunk this basketball easier? It's like, no, man. Do you want those robot it's arm about the fucking... to just
0: drop it in the basket hoop for you?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's about the move, dude. It's about doing the move. It's about I... just doing it. I do you know? want to
0: say I've been taking the opposing stance to you just to have, like, fuel conversation. I am against mm-hmm. AI, and I fucking hate uh, Grammarly and, like, auto-suggest I... stuff.
1: I kind of hate Grammarly, too. I, I think, like, people might use it too much as, like, a resource and not actually think, like, how do they actually want something to sound? Like, Grammarly yeah. doesn't always get it right.
0: Grammarly like, and then, like, Microsoft odd. Outlook like. on their, like, Microsoft on Outlook and Word has also started doing, like, here's our auto-prompt fill suggestions. And it's like, no, no, I don't want to fucking use that because all my emails are going to sound like everyone else's emails. I'm
1: exactly. not going to have any authentic exactly. voice. Exactly. Well, it's like, I don't, it's like, I don't fully hate AI. Like I accept it as like a tool and like kind of a pretty cool, like maybe AI is going to be, maybe we're not ready for it, but maybe AI is kind of like us as a species, like having a kid and maybe we're all going to have to learn like how to raise it and be more responsible for each other and for it and whatever. That's it's very really like
0: only responsible way to have smart AI.
1: Right. Like, like for us to grow up, maybe we need some kind of extra responsibility, but I'm interested, like really quick. Cause I, I know, like you said, we're, we're running a little short on time here, but it's like, what, what are your thoughts on AI? Cause I kind of blabbed about at that for a while, well, but what are your genuine thoughts?
0: I, th- I think it's like you said, AI can be a useful tool, but I think dumb AI is pointless, right? Like, Oh, cool. I have this AI that can generate, st- like I could see AI being useful as like for the image stuff. If, The images are properly sourced. I need an image that looks like this. It'll just, you put in the commands. It saves you a ton of time trying to hunt something down for like your Dungeons and Dragons game or you just want some inspired artwork. Like, okay, fine. But it hasn't been properly used. They haven't sourced it properly. And with the AI writing, it's like, okay, it's a neat trick, but it's gonna all sound super samey. And like, it's not gonna actually put it out in people's styles because it doesn't understand what that style is. It can replicate, it can remix, but it can't innovate. Um, unfortunately, dumb AI is the step on the way to smart AI. I want a smart AI because I want to have a goddamn pocket watch. I want to have a goddamn wristwatch with a robot in it that helps me keep appointments and tells me things and can talk to me.
1: That would be pretty cool. Well, you want Jarvis. You want something I want like Jarvis, that, right? Damn it.
0: Give me Jarvis. Yeah, that's,
1: that's fair. We all want Jarvis. I think that's a fair...
0: I want Jarvis. It's... I don't want How.
1: <laughs> RJ, that is one of the best statements on this issue I think I've heard. I love that. I love that. No, and see, that's the thing, too, is like, right, like, Jarvis, like, Jarvis is very smart. Jarvis does a lot of stuff for Tony, but he couldn't ever be tony stark and he just couldn't and he's like
0: well i, that, I don't know it goes right? back to my uh, you got it you got it mixed up jarvis jarvis's endpoint before he becomes a vision jarvis is basically a smart ai like you remember in, like in halo cortana is a smart mm. ai yeah yeah but they halo also has the dumb ai that mm. aren't human functionally whereas the smart ai are basically human I want smart AI where they are human function, like in all respects and terms. They think for themselves. They have ideas. They have opinions. They can sass you back. Um, but Hal Nine Thousand in Space Odyssey, as far as I understand it, is a dumb AI. He can't take. He doesn't take control of the ship until both humans are outside of the ship, because yeah, then he's got he... the loophole that lets him take over.
1: Oh, that's very interesting. And he
0: can't let you do that, Dave because he's following protocols. Yeah, he's an antagonistic force, but he's not necessarily sentient the same way Jarvis would be.
1: No, and, like, do you mind... Like, do you mind if I talk? Like, okay, so, do you care about really... away. Spoilers? Okay. Spoiler alert to a degree for anyone who hasn't seen 2001 Space Odyssey. The reason that Hal goes insane, uh, or the reason that he breaks... Is because there's an error with his. Um, he makes like some error. I can't remember exactly what it is, uh, but he makes it, and um, it's something significant enough where like the, the you know the guys have to work to fix it and stuff. And the problem is, is the HAL Nine Thousand in in the fiction of this of the movie? Those units are supposed to be infallible. Um, that is what the company tells everybody. That is what the astronauts know. That's what their record shows: zero failures, zero mistakes. It is a hundred percent infallible and always has been, always will be. And this HAL has a malfunction. This HAL makes a mistake, and the the human beings, because of that, are basically like because HAL is in charge of this, you know, very complex and somewhat delicate ship getting them like all on their uh, i can't remember where they're going maybe mars or something like that but like basically the the two guys have like a meeting and they decide like you know should we shut hal down effectively like should we kill him yeah and like how's having like a difficult thing because it's a robot it's an artificial intelligence not only reckoning with the fact that part of its uh part of its makeup is a lie that it's not this perfect thing, that it is fallible, but then it's also faced like almost right after that with the possibility of it being killed. So how does the thing that a self-preservational thing would do, which is it locks the two potential murderers outside of its home and like tries to have them killed. um, And like, obviously not a proper response, but it's like, Hal breaks and ironically becomes kind of human because of that. Um,
0: Not in a good way. I would still prescribe it to more of the pre-programmed responses, right? Of, I am supposed to be infallible. Therefore, I cannot have failed. Therefore, I must do X, Y, Z to continue my continued success. Because if I shut down... I will it will be an indicator that I failed and I am infallible. Whereas like
1: yes you take a smart AI yep.
0: I think the like HAL is almost more akin to Ultron in Marvel where mm-hmm. it's like Ultron yep. is smart and learns but he learns the wrong lessons and then refuses to self-learn or self-acknowledge whereas like yes. Jarvis before Jarvis becomes Vision Jarvis is, like, running half of Stark Industries, with Pepper Potts running the other half. Yeah. And it's mostly just, like, Pepper is the human face of it while Jarvis is doing the day-to-day
1: work. Well, and that's, like, I think you bring up a really good point, RJ, and this is something... Like, this is what I mean, too. Like, I know I've ragged on, you know, those Marvel movies, but, like, they will become more interesting I think as time goes on, because they do end up tackling some very interesting sort of, like, Problems that we ha- we see in like our evolving social structure, and it 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 addresses them in certain ways that either I'm sure are somewhat intentional, but I'm also sure in uh, like certain to a degree in other ways are not. Like for instance, like I think that comparison between like Jarvis and Ultron, you know slash Hal, is like very warranted. Where it's like Jarvis and Hal like become sentient and. You're right. Like they learn all the long re- all the wrong lessons about being human and they take away the wrong thing. They they come away thinking the only thing that matters is me and what I think and what I do and therefore like I am going to do what is ultimately best for me. Like that's what I'm going to do. And there's a part of being a human being and part of being intelligent that recognizes the self and those feelings are a part of that but like what jarvis does
0: entire thing in the comics too is that machine life is superior therefore everything should be machine life
1: and i'm like and i don't know like how you know jarvis or vision like evolve in the comics but contrasting that like jarvis and and vision both have like clearly have like a Uh, like a compassion and uh, an understanding that there is something like bigger than them going on and that it's not like they should grovel and just like kind of be, it's not like they want to be like a digital or, or like an organic surf, but like they recognize like the value of, of contributing and of like adding oneself to a greater whole rather than making trying to make everything around them like subject to their own ego and And like that's like super important honestly
0: marvel has some great stories about the robot and ai characters specifically because they have a pretty wide variety of them uh jocasta ultron vision machine man herbie um like a few years ago vision created his own family of visions with a vision vision as the dad and then a vision mom and two vision kids. Um, uh, but like Aaron stack, the machine man is a robot who for a while he did the whole, like I'm defend humanity. I'm a hero thing. And then like the mid 2010s, like 2015 on, he was just kind of like, fuck humans. I kept trying to save them. I kept trying to help the fleshies and, they basically just use and abuse me, and they don't really care about my rights as a robotic individual, so fuck them.
1: Oh, damn. Did something in particular happen, or did he just get fed up?
0: Just got fed up. cause it. And part of it comes down to the status quo, right? Of, like, with comics, you always gotta go back to your status quo, so Machine Man is always gonna be Machine. You're never gonna have this robot society really flourish on their own. So, they'll wrap around to being considered people, but always loop back around to, oh, they're robots.
1: Interesting.
0: Like, I think there was a... Like, more than once, particularly in universes where organics can be corrupted, such as zombies and, like, the Cancerverse and those kinds of things, there'll be, like, Mm -hmm. robot teams that form because they're the only ones who aren't affected. And so they're the ones trying to fight the good fight.
1: Okay, that's kind of fun. I like that. No, that's uh that's a fun idea. It reminds me a little bit of um um I don't know if you ever watched the show Adventure Time. No. At all. But there's an episode where um there's like a little robot. He uh it's voiced by a girl, but he's he in the show.
0: Well, okay, and his name is BMO. We're talking about animation James like 50 to 90% of the guys are voiced by female voice actors.
1: That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. So uh, his, his name is Bimo, and he's like their little TV slash like video game Does, console. That the game one? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He's got a little controller and he's like kind of a little goofy. It's a very fun character, but they basically go to, um, they have to get like a replacement part for him. One episode. And they go to like this ancient factory that made all the different like uh um there are like different uh different bemos there's like demo and amo i think it's like i think that's the difference is that there's a different letter in front of the dash mo um and it's just kind of like i always love like little plot lines like that with like especially with robots um where it's like they find out that they're part of like a, a little bigger kind of like continuum Almost I think that's always like sort of sort of fun. Um and I don't know, like I, I have hope. Uh I'm sure there'll be uh uh a you know, there's you know uh with a lot with human beings, you know, you get a you get a an occasional Hitler or a Genghis Khan or, you know, I think something I do
0: think they need to get some like regulation on this AI shit in some way shape or form soon same way that they're kind of behind on regulating social media to a degree where it's like okay you know every company that possibly can is going to use AI to cut as many corners as they can like what what's going to happen I, then
1: I agree I mean I agree I don't really know like
0: like thank god i work in an industry where it does just doesn't affect me in that way like they can't replace me with an ai (laughs)
1: yeah there there are a lot of people who are like pretty nervous i mean obviously tech is shaken up um like a lot of marketers are digital marketing companies are very nervous uh because like You know, you're having AI that can create images, graphics, as well as text. And it's like, man, how long? Yeah, like how long do we get until, you know, it's just they're just building. Because that's the thing is a lot of digital marketing firms are just really small tech outfits in disguise. Like they say that they're marketing and they kind of are. But really what they're doing is they're just building websites, which is. Yeah, it's like it's a technical and kind of like somewhat stem brained if not if not stem purely stem it's like a stem brained sort of uh field and like yeah like the minute that something like this comes along they can just build a website for somebody like they're fucked yeah. um and it so doesn't help that they're
0: already pretty e- drop down easy to use website builders like wix not sponsored
1: yes this is no this is very true and it's like there are a lot of things to it's kind of like saying like yeah well like i could build my own car you know i don't really need an engine i can just use my feet to get around it's like (laughs) yeah you could if you wanted to like we could flintstone it um or we could build you like a proper car but what we're looking at now is like do you want a car do you want
0: this go-kart this random like factory line pumped out in a garage
1: kind of yeah i mean i will say you know and i'm like you know uh uh fully opening the jacket here but like obviously i you know i work Change for like a small dig- okay closing the jacket but still speaking my piece um you know i work for a small digital marketing company and we do a pretty good job like for the most part like like we are able to build a pretty quick clean efficient website um it might cost you a bit but it is cheaper than like uh bigger like bigger outfits and stuff like that and there are a lot of like small businesses who we can make like um like actually really high quality professional services like available to who like if they went to other larger brands might get like totally gouged or they might not even like qualify uh in terms of their budget you know so it's like you're losing potentially on like and it is important to be like online nowadays like you should have a proper website and it should be like built properly secured like secured well and you should be like it should be able to in some way get you seen or at least act as sort of a you know, like the storefront of your business on this, on a little digital main street, whether that's like nationwide for your industry or just locally for your area. And it's like the idea that we're going to watch, it it would be like, this is how I would spin it. Yeah. It would be like if we, if small towns or small communities across the country had access to local car designers who could build you your own custom vehicle, like your own car modeled after how you want it styled in the way that you want it built to your specs and it works and it's yours. And they're able to make that for you. And like they exist everywhere. And now what we're looking down the barrel of is like this potential wave of basically like one major auto chain coming through and wiping out all of these like small kind of like haha drivers of like the local economy and just replacing them with basically just like cookie cutter. Like this is the standard website. Like this is what it is and this is how it's going to be. And it's not saying like, you know, Oh, you're not going to be able to get what you want or whatever. It's just like, you're losing out on, a lot that other people have to offer, as well as like what you could be like through yeah. that, if that makes any sense. And it's just kind of sad. Like a lot of that digital marketing stuff is kind of, some of it is kind of bullshit, honestly, but there's quite a bit of it that's like genuinely real. And if I've learned anything in the two years working for them, like a lot does go into a website. And I think people deserve to have them made. Like, not only in the way they want them to be made, but by somebody, like, somebody who's going to take the time to understand it. Not just, like, some drag-and-drop algorithm.
0: Yeah. Well, good news is, no AI will ever be able to replicate us because our podcast episodes do not have a consistent enough uh, running script. So, that's that's very errands. true
1: rj we're unique we are singular you know when the podcast
0: um, wars well the podcast wars were over like 10 years ago but when the <laughs> ai invasion of podcast land is over ours will stand on top of the hill the sole remaining defender against the tide
1: yes the ours the bastion the last bastion of
0: we will raise our hands and say join us brethren and the yes. podcast will look at us and say, "You fucking dorks! Who the hell are you?"
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I couldn't think of a better future. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining. It was it was a really enlightening discussion. We got we got serious this week.
1: Yeah, we got that was fun. Surreal. Yeah, super ethereal, super duper Ethereal. No one believes me. No, but thank <laughs> you. It was it was really fun, dude. Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song "Living in the Moment" off the album Cross Off. Yesterday, you can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Please share us around. We need the support. We're also on social media. Our Facebook is Better Budcast. Our Facebook is Better Buddies. Uh, where we post our meme Mondays. Our Twitter account is at BetterBudCast. Use the hashtag better buddies when you tweet about the show. And our Gmail account is BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, questions you need advice on, or story ideas you want us to flesh out. And last but not least, be a better buddy. Oh, we we love technical difficulties.
1: Yes, we do. Yes, we do.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have the difficulties that are the technical, so that we improve our recording skills.
1: (laughs) Struggle makes you stronger. I should be a little
0: Danish boy. A little...
1: A little Danish boy a little with a boy. I'm
0: going to have stroopwafel while this... I do with these technical issues.
1: <laughs> wow! Look at you go. I love guess.
0: it. Ah oh, fuck! I lost it. <laughs> Damn it!
1: No. I l- no. I I love it. Stroopwafel.